the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. <clears throat> oh, boy. You're the first You are the first folks I talked to today. And as you can imagine, um, that's how come I sound so stupid. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We got two callers, but I got a little bit of business to take care of. First, Action Auto Repair, Tom, who owns Action Auto Repair. Tom, who's been around since 1983 is at I-17 and Deer Valley Northwest Corner. I've known Tom since the early 80s. That's important because I've known some shop owners that I probably won't ever refer to. There's a lot of them out there that are good guys. But I typically won't comment on that um, on the show. But you can go to MarkSalem.com and see my list of best repair shop, and certainly Tom's on it. He's been around a long time. He has ASC certified technicians, and he wants to make sure you understand what repairs he's suggesting, and it's not uncommon for him to take you into the shop and show you. So if you're up near I-17 in Deer Valley and you don't have a repair shop, I would probably stop by action, get an oil change, and see how you like them and so forth and so on. Let's go to the phones. First, let me explain something to you real quick. YouTube drives me crazy because... You have no idea the volume of email I get. And I got one just the other day. I got this vehicle, and this is what I've done. Boom, 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 boom. And so my response is always, so is it fixed? No. Well, how do you expect me to fix it over the Internet? How do you expect me to fix it over the telephone when you've already gone to YouTube and had all these other guys guess? That's not... And I'm not saying that because I want you to come in and have your car repaired. I'm saying it that to the those of you that work on your own cars, there's a time and a place for you to raise the white flag and go get somebody else to diagnose it. You can fix it, but look them in the eye and say, I'm paying for a diagnosis, right? I don't want to pay for a guess. Then the problem is if you put the part in and the problem's still there, then somebody's got to figure out what the problem really is and fix it in order to find out who's wrong. Did the customer install the part wrong? Did he get a part that is substandard or did the shop misdiagnose it so those are the plans those are the things that we have to deal with joe good morning to you how can i help you good morning i'm one of those guys that the flag's just about to come up but i wanted to talk to you first sure so i uh i've, I've got this older car it's a 53 mercury and i'm having carburation problems i believe uh i i took it to the shop i usually go to and they're not that well versed on older cars and they Adjusted the float, and that didn't take care of it. What was happening is, is when you give, you accelerate it, it would stumble. Uh, if you punched down hard, it was fine, but if you just give a normal acceleration, it would stumble. So uh, they said, if you know a good carburation place, 
take it there. And when I bought the car, the guy gave me all his records. The carburetor had just been rebuilt by a, a local rebuilder here who I've used and I think is good. So I took it back there. They also adjusted the float, put, gave it back to me. I put it on, and it still stumbled. Then I went to have some other work done at one of your shops, and I asked them if they would please give me a, a, what they thought that was. They said accelerator pump. They were quite sure. So, and they also said, take it back. It's under warranty. So I did, and they went through all the, the process and said they even put it on on an engine and ran it, and it's fine. Well, then I put it back on, and, of course, it stumbled again. Now, since then, I've been trying to drive around, hoping it will drive out, which is you know, probably not going to happen, and it's begun to stumble. It almost feels like it runs out of gas. After I, I get going down the road, if, let's say, the, the bowl was full, and I go, to, go ahead and accelerate crisply, it takes right off, and then all of a sudden it's just like it runs out of gas. And I can let it coast for a while, and it'll go again. And then eventually it ends up bucking like a bucking Bronco. So I, I went ahead and put a filter in between the, the fuel pump and the carburetor, a clear one, to see gas was going through. And I put a gauge on there. Uh, I've got five uh, PSI of, gauge, of uh, fuel pressure. I should be between 3.5 and 4.5, and according to my manual. But doggone it, it keeps stumbling. Can you help okay, me out? Okay, yeah, yeah, gosh darn. So this whole conversation for the last two and a half minutes is because yeah, you've diagnosed probably. it as a gas problem. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself out loud, he's got a mid-range stumble, but he didn't say anything about wide open throttle. As a matter of fact, he said, if I really stomp on it, it goes great. So I'm thinking to myself, how can that be a fuel starvation problem? How can that be a fuel problem at all? If he just okay. gently, like... Wait a minute, it's my turn. Mm -hmm. If he okay. just gently <laughs> if he just gently throttles up, then da 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 he's got this stumble, whatever it is. Yeah. But on wide open throttle, boom, he doesn't have it. So how can that be a fuel starvation problem? How can that be an accelerator pump problem? And how could that be a float problem without the symptoms associated with each one? The float problem causes black smoke. The float problem causes all kinds of gas coming out of the vent on the carburetor. You don't have that. You didn't say anything about smelling gas all over the top of that motor. The accelerator pump is a stumble every time you hit the throttle. Every time. So we've got all these dynamics, and then you do a PSI and a gauge and everything like that, and you still haven't fixed it. I don't think it's fuel. You've already convinced me that it's ignition. So. Okay. I think you need to go after the ignition system. I think you need to go in there and replace the points and condenser. I think you need to go in there and, and verify that either the me mechanical or the vacuum advance is working. I think you need to verify on the vacuum dia the va vacuum diagram. Are we feeding ported vacuum to that distributor or manifold vacuum? Now, let me explain. Ported yeah, vacuum please. is, do you know the answer to that? No, no, I said please explain because okay. I was, was going to say I okay. don't know what you're talking about. Ported vacuum at idle doesn't have any vacuum. So what that means is is the port is above the throttle blades. The throttle blades are closed at idle, so therefore this port above the throttle blades has no, has no suck. Okay. Manifold vacuum is below the throttle blades, so if you pull that line off at idle, it's going to be live. It's going to have vacuum. So you need right. to check the vacuum operation. Now, it's possible that... We're running the vacuum line through a temperature switch, and then the temperature switch is going to open up when it gets warm and then give vacuum to the distributor. In your 53, I don't think we have that, but we did have that in older Fords. So I think it's an ignition problem. I, I think 
at court. Now, see, I'm going to start guessing things, and you're going to go out and put them in. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm just, I'm, I'm, okay. like I said, the white flag's ready to come up. I'm going to go back to <laughs> the shop that you recommended to me for another problem, and I'm sure they'll fix it, but I thought, i got to give this a shot. So. Okay. No, and it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay for you to guess with your money. It's not okay for us to guess with, our, with your money. Sure. Yeah. So timing, coil, distributor, um, distributor cap. Uh, okay. con- the, the condenser usually causes a backfire when it's bad, uh-huh. but if you're going to okay. put points and condenser in it, you do both of them. Sure. But I think you have an ignition. It could be that you have no advance. It could okay. be that you have too much advance. Now, okay. you, you take the cap off and you grab a hold of the rotor, obviously, when it's not running, and you just mm-hmm. rotate the rotor clockwise and counterclockwise, and there should be a spring effect. So one okay. way it should go, and then you let go, uh-huh. boom, and it goes back. That means okay. the mechanical weights are good. Okay. Then that was going you, to be my other question for you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. It, that's the advance. Now, another thing I do is I put a timing light on it, and I just bring it up slowly and all the way up and watch the timing mark and see if I'm getting any advance. Now, I think you're getting some because you say it throttles up good when it's hard. So I'm thinking you've got. You know what? I'll give you. I'll give you. Um, I'll buy your wife lunch <laughs> if this isn't an ignition problem. Okay. But too right. many guys have done that, and I'm trusting that those guys are really good guys, but two of them, mm-hmm. none of them have touched your problem. None of them yeah. have okay. touched your problem. So um, I'll buy Can your I wife you lunch. Can you an attaboy? No. Did I hit it right? No, no. I got I, okay. from the last time I called you. I, okay. I wanted to give you an attaboy, but... Okay. I don't want to interrupt you either. You no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, okay. I'm You can have the rest of the hour. I called two weeks ago, and I had a gas smell coming from my gas tank. It was leaking gas. You told me to look on the top, and there'll be a gasket there, and it'll be leaking. I did what you told me. There was a, an access panel in the trunk, and I went and I did that. And sure enough, there was a gasket there, and there were six screws around the top. Now, somebody had gotten in there before me and replaced the sender and put a new gasket on it, and... The gas was leaking through every one of those six screws. They'd run a metric screw down in what appeared to be a 1224, uh, you know, a thread. Sure. And gas was coming by. I, I couldn't believe such a thing ha- could happen, but it did. But if you wouldn't have pointed me in that direction, I'd have been at a shop paying a lot of money. So I, I thank you very much. You're, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. Yeah, I'm only as good as the input you give me. I'm only that good. Now, I'm not condemning you on the, the bull on your car. But mm-hmm. you gave me so much when you talked about the gas leak. Okay. You looked in here. You're looking in here. I asked you about heavy. I didn't say about heavy float, but I asked you symptoms of a heavy float. Right. So, right. you know, it's, uh, and, and I'm just going to mark today, mark one. <laughs> and, and, and so far, I'll go mark one and then so forth. So anyway, thank you very much, Joe. Thank you well, for the compliment. Well, thank you for being on on Saturday okay. mornings. All right. All righty. Thank you very much for the compliment. All righty. Alex, you're up next. Hey, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. So I have a 95 Toyota Camry, and recently I had to change the battery, and I went to AutoZone, and I got the battery. It turned out it was it was, uh, it was sort of the right battery for my car, but I just had to flip it around because the, the, the posts were on the wrong side, but... I have a, a good battery in it now that I got from Costco. It's, it's on, on the first try, they gave me the right one. But when I put in that other battery, I noticed that when I started my car up and I put it into gear, the car started jerking. 
And it does that in the morning, the first thing in the morning when I started up and, and it's ice cold and I started up and I, and when I put it into gear immediately, it'll start jerking. But when the car is warm or in the middle of the day, it doesn't do that whatsoever. Okay. Well, I, I don't think that's a battery symptom I've ever heard. Um, yeah, I didn't it's... think it was, but it just, I, I just noticed that it was only, only right after I did that. So okay, this, this is weird, your fault. But... It's your fault. You're the only one that had the hood open, right? Um, the, oh, yeah, I work on my car. <laughs> okay, can't blame it on your wife. <laughs> I think what you did is I think in the process of doing the battery, and I don't care that the post the positives on the left or the positives on the right because that's it's a difference between a 24 and a 24F, and F stood for Ford because Ford is so much different. Nevertheless, you probably knocked off a vacuum line. You probably did something during the installation of the battery that's caused this problem. This isn't going to be hard to find. Just go back in there and look at the vacuum lights, look at all the hoses, look at all the electrical connections, make sure that you have everything back the way it was, and I'll bet you you got a 50-50 chance of you finding out the mistake you made, and you've got a, I've got a 50-50 chance of guessing that you pulled the vacuum line off somewhere and you didn't even know you did it. Because the symptoms you have is fall on your face and stuff is a vacuum leak and a rough idle and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I would suggest you do. Why don't you do this? Why don't you go out and look and then call me back and <laughs> see, see if I can hit two home runs today. Anyway, thank you, Alex, very much. The lines are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn how to get started making money flipping houses right here in Phoenix? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll be introduced to our three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Stan Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Phoenix area who want to learn how to get started making money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Phoenix is a perfect market for my system, and next week I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where we'll share how to get started making money flipping houses and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's workshop, text your five-digit zip code to 82000. Seating is extremely limited, so text your five-digit zip code to 82000. Text in the next 10 minutes, and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals guide. Just text your zip code to 82000. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma. 
the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select alarm clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. The mechanic raised up from under my hood and he shook his head. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. You're listening to the uh, Under the Hood Car Show. And I'm the host and have been on radio since 1988. Been around the block, got some gray hair, been a master technician for more than... 35 years. My wife is sitting here next to me. She just got back from shopping and has nothing nice to say. So you just sit right there and be quiet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> just making sure you're behaving yourself. And then that's not going to happen today. I know. Uh, nevertheless. Never does. No, 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 no. I'm doing my best. Anyway, been around. The, and and I, I think we've demonstrated that symptoms are really important. Symptoms. Now, the, the guys will come in and most of the time will tell us what to fix. And as a shop owner, you're scared. You don't know, because if you don't do what they said, then you run a risk of making them mad. But if you do what they said, and then they don't, the problem isn't solved, then you run a risk, the shop owner runs a risk of having you think that you didn't know what you were doing. Women. I wish I could just have all women. Yep, we're better. And that's true. And here's what, here's what happens now. Folks, I'm real familiar with an eye roll. My daughter, my wife, even my granddaughters know how to eye roll when Papa talks to them. But when when a, a woman walks in, a lady, a woman, and she says, my husband says, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> You're at the front counter. What do you do? Yeah, I'm not at the front counter that much, but um, I usually ask them the symptoms because that's the best way to get it. And who drives the car? Does she drive the car? Does he drive the car? Because a lot of times they'll guess the husbands will guess and they don't even drive the car so it's better to talk to the driver most of the time don't minimize your time we've been working since 1979 together in the auto repair fit field yes you've, you've handled the front counter up until recently pretty much yeah however long that is so but you're right the only question you left out is can you duplicate the problem right now yes because that's when you pull a tech off the floor usually one that smells good usually one that brushed his teeth in the morning usually usually one that that has doesn't smoke those (laughs) kinds of things but that's all those are points yeah okay let me tell you real quick about larry harker's auto 38th avenue in indian school he's a great shop he is a top line shop as all of my best car repair shops are Larry, and I think his name was Jeremy, he's a master tech in every ASC test that can be taken 
and I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. only in the eight automotive. He's got paint and big trucks and motorhomes and airplanes, and I'm being facetious there. But he's a good guy. So if you're anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, Harker's is the best place to go. And if you have a problem that nobody else can fix and you're in the northeast or northwest area, go to Harker's and see if Bob can take care of it. Let's go to the phones. Tyler, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Buddy, he's going to complain about this dollar, Tyler, you need to turn off your radio and just talk to me because we're on a delay in case I say any bad words. I'm <laughs> sorry, Mark. How are you doing this morning? Okay, good. Just tell her to sit right there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a, uh, an old uh, 76 C20, and I've, I've called you a few times before. You give such great advice. And I'm looking at putting an AC system in, and I'm just curious if you have any advice on what to go with. Oh, what kind of system? Air conditioning. Uh, oh. Air conditioning system. Okay. Um, I'd go with just the factory stuff. I mean, you could, there's, a, a, there's a vintage air conditioning that I've seen that I really like. Um, uh-huh. But hanging, a, hanging an A6 on there with some hoses and taking the dashboard apart behind the glove box and putting an evaporator. And, and you probably already have dash, dash vents already? Yes, I do. Okay. Yep. So there's some plumbing that goes on. It, that's a little bit more difficult, but that puts it back original. I think you called the other day and was talking about putting four-wheel drive and stuff in it. So if it's not really an original truck, then I would just put vintage air in it, and I'd call around and just price the installation of vintage air in your car. Now, soup to nuts, out the door. That's what you want, and then you want a list of what they're going to replace. It should be a, they're going to install a condenser, a compressor, um, an evaporator, and all the metering devices, plus they're going to convert your fan motor to blow into it, and they're going to have to put a blend door in there so you can get cold when you want and hot when you want. You can understand that's a big job. And are you talking oh, yeah. not the R12, but the 134 or the new Y, XYZ or whatever it one, is? It's 1234. 1234 is very expensive. Mm-hmm. That's just the newer model cars. The 12, although we have some and some of us old guys have it, yeah, it's that very expensive. Because yeah. we're not going to sell that cheap because there's no more of it. Right. And then number two is or the best is 134. Now, we just converted that 89 Suburban from a 12 to 134, and right. that thing blows ice cubes out of the vents. Yeah. So he should go to 134, and that would be his best option. He wants to stay away from 12 and don't take the 1, 2, 3, 4, because we're having tough times with that. Okay? Gotcha. Well, thank you, Mark, very much. All right. Hey, wait a minute. Your wife was sitting there next to you, right? Yeah. Okay. Does she okay with all this money you're spending on a truck that's like 400 years old? Well, you know, it's... <laughs> that's a no. I mean, I, I've never really asked. I've been scared of the answer. <laughs> Listen, join the rest of us, okay? Uh, I bought an old Suburban the other day, an 89 Suburban, and it's a hunting wagon. Nice. Extraordinaire. It's a, listen to this. Three-quarter ton, five-speed. You know how many five-speed Suburbans they made? And wow. somebody dropped in a, a, a 5.7 fuel-injected motor, three fuel tanks, winch front and rear, I, air conditioning. I gave it to my staff, tires, brakes, da-da-da. They, they put 134 in it, They sit it, and they're true. It blows ice cubes out the vents. Everything on this truck, everything on this truck is good. And there wasn't anybody in my family that didn't think I was crazy. Yeah, Tyler, he got an eye roll on that one. I yeah. can tell you that for sure. 
<laughs> I would have been excited. Well, this thing has just, I mean, think about it. A fuel-injected 89 with a 5-speed low-range front and rear winches. It's $8,500 right now because that's pretty much what I have into it. But the idea is is that that thing is so special, but your C20 can be the same way. You put vintage air in it, and maybe you do some, you know, maybe you do a nice wrap and make it look really pretty. you got a lot of options, but I'm not going to take your side, <clears throat> Tyler, because I'm more afraid of your wife than I am you. You're spending his money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. I'm ready. Say hello to Mark. Mark to Mark. How are you? Hey, cool. Hey. We'll have an echo, Mark. This is Mark. Yes, yes. No, I'm just kidding. Not an echo. Echo is just echoing names. <laughs> just being silly. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, um, speaking of vintage air, you, you know, I'm going to date myself before I even tell you what I called. Back in the 70s, I was a little kid, uh, maybe whatever, six-year-old kid. Guess what my folks had in their pickup truck? They Vindy. had in the cab an evaporative cooler. Oh boy. Did you remember those? They actually made evaporative coolers you can mount in the, like, hanging off the dashboard. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I You've remember. You've seen that, too? I bet yeah. you nobody on the air has seen that, you and me. Well, Those I'll tell you something else uh, we used to do, and, and I'm up against uh, a break, but I'm going to hang on to you during uh, the break, but I'll tell you something else we used to do. We used to take on the cars that run hot, and there was a particular problem, the customer, we used to take the windshield washer motor, we'd put a big tank there, we'd take the nozzles and put them in front of the radiator, so when it got oh, hot, you, go. you pushed a button, <laughs> it'd spray water on the radiator and bring the temperature down. So you stay right there, because I'm 30 seconds away from having to take a break. Gil uses really bad words when I missed the 30 on the button. So like right now, it's 36, 37, so we're about 20 seconds away from the 30, and I have to talk my way all the way to the 30, otherwise he gets mad. 602-508-0960. Lines are wide open except for Mark. 602-508-0960. I'm killing some time. 602-508-0960. I'm Mark Salem. This is 960 The Patriot. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. It's time for the Yellow Tag sales event at your local BRP dealer, where you can save big on new Can-Am off-road vehicles. Can-Am vehicles were made to perform and make the most out of any challenge. And right now, quality costs less because you can save up to $2,000 on select Can-Am vehicles. Just stop by your local BRP dealer right now before the Yellow Tag sales event is gone. Offer ends September 30th, 2018. Certain conditions may apply. See dealer for details. 
So, Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... And then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water... It looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest. The real forest. Where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yes, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. (laughs) The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. How do we get a diagnosis? What are the stages of the disease? When someone in your life has Alzheimer's, not a day goes by that you don't have questions. Do we need full-time care? Are there any new treatments? So many questions. Where do you start? How will I pay for this? Where can I get extra help? Alzheimer's.gov, a reliable resource for information about Alzheimer's and related dementias. What happens next? Where can I find answers? The answers start here. All about that demon, all minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. Mark and Renee Salem here at your service, 602-508-0960. Kurtz Auto Repairs at I-17 and Bell Road on the northeast corner. Been in business for 80, since 1987. Does gas and diesel. Kurt's a master, Eric's a master, and Jeff's a master. And between those three guys, I'm not quite sure that they wouldn't be in the top three group of all of Phoenix. They are really, really good. So anywhere anywhere near Bell, I-17, northeast corner, you don't have a shop, can I suggest that you try Kurt's? Mark, let's finish up our conversation. What you got? Hey, okay. Yeah, I'll get to the point. I was just goofing around at first. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But... um, um, it's an easy one for you because it's not a diagnosis problem. Okay. Yay! Yeah. So I have that insurance that you pay by the mile. Uh, it's talking to the diagnostics part of your car all the time, and it sends you a message on your computer. Hey, there's these codes on your car. You need to get it fixed. Okay. Okay. And I don't care what the codes are. So um, I go to the it's a Nissan, three years old Altima with like 65,000 miles on it. So I go to the dealer and I asked them to uh, fix my cruise control, but they said, we're not going to look at your cruise control because you got the engine light on. So they go check that out. And they want to spend over $1,000 on it. The car drives fine. 
fuel mileage is between 33 to 36 because I'm putting a lot of freeway miles on it. So I don't have a performance problem. I don't have a gas mileage problem. I don't want to spend $1,000 on an engine code. Well, so it's me, time to get a second opinion. Okay. So where do you recommend to get a second? Because they said they found a TSD about. Okay. The, um, okay. A technical service bulletin is open to all of us. It's not like a recall. We can all do technical service bulletins. I think it's. I don't think it's within industry standards to pick the most expensive and tell you they can't do the in, less expensive. I don't think that's with, and I am an expert, a court certified expert in industry standards. So I'm just telling you right now, that idea stinks, and I'd rather be yeah, on your... Yeah, that's your, why I need that. Okay. Where the, do I go? I'm, I'm, well, what I'm part of town are you in? Chandler. Um, west side of Chandler. Southwest, like south of Chandler Boulevard, yeah. west side. Okay. Nowhere um, near Bell Road. Okay, 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 okay. There's nobody south of the river. Except me. So if you want to take it to my shop, you can. At Warner and I-10, it's the same as my last name. Let me explain oh, something to you. Let me explain something to you. you. You can do whatever you want. We, But here's the deal. We need to chase the check engine light, and that may fix the cruise control. So if we have a check engine light because it's running lean and we have a vacuum leak that's disabling the cruise control, boom, 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 we're done. They're going to quote you $125 plus or minus to do a diagnostic. Then they're going to call you with an estimate that's to the penny. So they're going to say, dut, 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 and you won't spend any more than $139 or whatever it is. Then you can say, I want to fix that first, and then I want to make sure you fix that. So I want my car back, and I want to drive it for 7, 10, 14 days. And then if you fixed it, I'm going to reward you with the cruise control. That's how you handle it. And you do that with me and everybody else. That you makes sense. Driving it for, uh, I could put basically twenty, thirty, a hundred miles on it, and that check light will stay off. Okay, right? after it's fixed. I, I understand, but it's not fixed. It's just the computer has to see this situation numerous times, and so when we reset the light, or you pull the negative cable, or do whatever you want to do, then the light has to see that situation again and again and again. Boop, then it comes on. The light is yellow, means it's not an important thing. It, it, you're not going to pass emissions with that light on. But yellow means continue to drive, and you're okay. So that's what I would do if I were you. Is, is let's deal with the cruise, or let's deal with the the engine light first. And the code doesn't tell us anything. The code tells us that the problem's in Ohio. We got to find the city, the street, and the house number and the zip code. So we have O2 sensors all the time, and it's a vacuum leak or the fuel filter's plugged. So tell me what the relationship is between an O2 sensor. It's screaming lean, and the fuel filter and the vacuum leak are causing it. So you've got to fix that, and replacing the messenger is a waste of time. i got to run, but thank you very much, very much. Mark, Ted, you're up next. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Uh, I'm good. I have two 16-ounce, one-pound cans of the R12. What do you think I can sell those for? Because I heard you just say that they're expensive and there isn't a lot out there. Yeah. What, what what part of town do you live in? Uh, Tatum and Bell area. Okay, call Blackwell at 40th and Greenway and ask him, because he does a lot of old car work like we do, and okay. just say, Salem says each one of these cans is worth like $100. I'm not thinking they're worth that much, so how much do you want to buy two 16-ounce cans of R12? Um, uh, if you want to do a comparison, you can call Jeff at our facility and say to Jeff, give me an idea what you're buying R12 as. And Jeff buys okay. R12. He's our parts manager. 
So you okay. can talk to Blackwell, you can talk to us, either one. All right, uh, maybe I can work and trade. But my other question was, my friend had a little drip drip of gas out of his gas tank, and a guy said, put a screw with the rubber gasket on it. And I said, that's stupid. We'll find something else. And an old man said, take ivory soap and rub it on the hole, and it hasn't dripped in two years. Does that make any sense to you? That, that is one of the old things that worked sometimes. That sometimes, sometimes yeah. worked. And no, you're absolutely right. You don't, you don't change the girl you're taking to the dance. You know what I mean? Is that how you say it? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're not supposed. We're mean- talking about soap here, so I'm not sure. <laughs> no, it's there's a there's a, a saying that has to do with um, you go with the girl that uh, got you to the you dance. You don't or not s- dance with the girl you brought to the dance, something like that. No, you well, always you don't, dance. No, that's what he said. Okay. You don't not dance with her. Oh, if you're going to take her, yeah, 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 you better do. Someone he doesn't will, know. Someone will call and and, fi- <laughs> and straighten me out. Okay. But anyway, um, Ted, that's what I do. Blackwell, Salem, call them up, bid them against one another. You don't want to drive too far. Black Willow buy it for you. Just tell him I said it's $100 a can. All righty. I got to run. John Lee, you guys stay right there. We'll be right back. This is a solicitation of insurance by eHealth, an insurance agency offering plans from different insurance companies. No government or Medicare affiliation. The described coverage is not available in all counties or cases. Paid actor portrayal. Hi, I'm Dave Nemeth. And I'm Barbara Niven. You may have seen us on television talking about an all-in-one card that has the Medicare community talking. The one that gives you coverage for hospital care, doctor visits, prescription drugs, in many cases, even eyeglasses and dental care. For a monthly price that some people find too good to be true. Except it is true. One card, one company, one complete package of Medicare benefits designed to help you get well and stay well. Now that's something worth talking about. Watch your mailbox or learn more online at onecardnow.com. That's onecardnow.com. Please don't put this off. It's too important. Visit onecardnow.com for free information with no obligation. That's onecardnow.com. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust at Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station
station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. And absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Forty-nine minutes, forty-three minutes after the hour of ten o'clock, and uh, we're talking about cars. You're welcome to join us six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And just kind of explain about the soap thing. I, I'm not sure what you were talking about going to the dance, but well, what's important about that is is he said he rubbed his the fuel tank with a bar of soap, and it worked for two years. Right. You got to go with that. Right. You know, there's, there's no one can argue with the success of that. Yeah. Nobody. So if that worked for him and I can tell you right now, he saved a lot of money. Right. I don't know how it's going to, but I'll tell you what I, I would say to him, don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> don't get underneath there with the rag. Don't reapply soap. Don't do nothing. Don't Just wash leave it. it alone. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, John, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Mark and Renee. Say, can I get your opinion on it? 2012, or in general, the Volkswagen EOS, that's that retractable hardtop. Mechanically, do you know, is that something to stay away from? Or um, The, mo- the <laughs> most critical person of cars who yep. believes he knows more about cars than Christ himself. <laughs> but he's been in the banking business all his life. Is my older brother. Yeah. Okay. He didn't okay. know that. It was and, his brother. Um, it's it's my older brother, and he had an EOS, and we worked on it, and he hated that car. He uh, hated. Now his l- level of perfect is a ten out of ten. Okay. I want to tell you that parts are expensive. That car doesn't even represent a half a percent on all a tenth of a percent of all the cars on the market. The right. retractable roof is a big problem when it breaks. There is yeah. no second chance. It's going to be a major ticket, and you'd buy it because of that. So I'm going to tell you that I don't want to work on them. I don't like to work okay. on them. I don't like to be the bearer of bad news. I don't like to call right. somebody like a Jaguar the other day that we're going to have to – the hoses that go from the front of your car to your retractable roof are about $3,000 installed. Oh, my God. So yeah, I, don't yeah. want to, I don't want to do that. But is, well, can, is there a second place, a second choice? Well, yeah, I'm just looking for any kind of convertible. It's just that I read on this with the top down, the body could flex, and if it, it does flex, and if it does, you know, the retractable top is a, a nightmare, like you say. But I yeah. was, I wasn't really, I wasn't sure about that. I was more worried about mechanically as far as the Volkswagen goes. You know, the funny thing is, Carmax has it here, and they're asking for fourteen, and I thought that's high because I've looked on like. Uh, car and driver, and they say their range is eight to nine. So I just thought, is CarMax that far off? Out no, of I, range I don't use CarMax. I want you to go to kbb.com. CarMax is a, there is a resale, though, I think. Isn't I understand, it? but CarMax also sets pricing. I think okay. that's what he's saying. Yes, okay. kbb.com, and you yeah. download all the information as if you were selling it. Now, there's a little speedometer on the screen. It'll say, it'll say, wholesale, auction, right. and then it'll say private party, blah, blah, blah. And obviously yeah. you're going to pick private party or trade-in or something in the middle. So yeah. I would do that. But I, when you said 14 for an EOS, 
that's yeah. six, seven years old, I'm thinking to myself, Can't um, be. they've got they've got five thousand dollars worth of pack in case he trades in a piece of crap. Maybe. That's, that's exactly right. that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Well, well, good luck yeah, to you. Looking. Okay. Yeah. Go, um. Go ahead. Well, I think the I think foreign we, ones are so expensive. You know, I just want a convertible. And I can't fit in a lot of those little ones, so I happen to stumble across this, and it looks so sleek and neat. And I test drove it, and it drove good, but I thought it was way too high. And then I started reading it; I was concerned, like you said, about issues. So okay, call I me next week something. and give me <laughs> choice two, three, and four on your convertible. Call me next week and give me. How about a Volkswagen Bug? That was my other choice. <laughs> but is that the same thing? I'm in the same house. No, and it doesn't have a retractable roof, and it's not no. anywhere near the technology that we have today. I'm a little confused on why you don't fit in a lot of cars, but you fit in a Volkswagen Bug and an EOS. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, but anyway, you just call me back and let me know. we got to move on. Lee, Lee, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I, uh, I'm new to your program here, and I heard it a couple of weeks ago, and I know you were talking to somebody about it. A motorhome issue, and I've got a, a motorhome question. I uh, hope you can answer it or tell me uh, to go away if I'm in a wrong program or whatever. I'm really good on motorhomes. I'm 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 bragging right now. Go ahead and tell me you're making model okay. symptoms. I've got a 2000 uh, uh, Class A diesel motorhome, and uh, it's 43 feet, and I tow a car behind it. And whenever I go to put diesel in, I've got to go to the full high flow pumps at like CA or uh, Flying J or whatever. Right. And I can't I can't get any any fuel into the thing because because they foam so much. I'm trying to figure out a way of uh, getting venting it or whatever. Uh, yeah, the, I can't the, go to I can't go to the regular regular diesel pumps to fill it because of I'm too big. Okay. I don't know. You you stumped me because I don't know. Only thing I can think of is when we push gas in, fuel in, we got to get the vent out, and so we're pushing in and then we're sending. Now most of the cars, gasoline cars, are going to send the fumes through a filter so we don't contaminate the right. air. Diesel doesn't have fumes. Um, what chassis is that? What motor you got in that? Uh, I've got a 500 Cummins ISM. ISM. Okay, and what brand and is it? Uh, the, the what? What brand, what brand what? is the, the motorhome? Uh, Monaco. Okay, okay. I now I'm I'm getting it now. I think what needs to happen, and I understand completely what you're talking about. First, you're a 43, and you're towing a car, getting into a service station is tough. But Flying J and what are those other guys that we always go to? Uh, uh, pilot. Pilot, and they all pilot. have they all have gas, you know, fuel somewhere else. And the, the hard part is, as you and I know. When we pull in, we take up a lot of room, and we're going to take on big-time fuel. So we're going to be right. there a while. I understand. But I understand, too, the big nozzles versus the small nozzles. But if you're going to check anything, I would have somebody check the vent from the filler neck to wherever. Because it seems to Wait. me that we're shoving fuel in and it's spitting back because the air isn't going anywhere. Oh, I, I realize. I don't, believe, I don't believe that there is any kind of venting other than just uh, through the filler uh, Blow back to the filler neck. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with you because no, I, oh, you're okay. the you're the you're the first one. First of all, I've owned I don't know how many forty footers with diesels in them, and yeah. I've never had okay. your problem before. 
And I know those I, I big bet, nozzles bet, will I fill bet, up I a 60-gallon tank in no time at all. So yeah, I know I the flow on the big nozzles. So I'm just saying the only possibility I can think of right now is that the, you've got a vent problem. But anyway, Lee, good luck to you. And, and call me back if I'm right and call me back if I'm not right. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Who's next, Gil? That would be Mark. Mark? Mark to Mark. Again. Again. Hey, Mark. Hey, I have a 2010 Caravan. I'm going to swap the transmissions in it because the one that's in there has got a code keeps popping up and then it goes into limp-in mode. So I've got another transmission out of a wrecked car I want to put in it. I'm going to do the work myself, and from what I understand on the Internet, it has to be reprogrammed before you attempt to drive it. Well, no, you you can probably, well, it'll depend. If you if you start it up and it'll it'll shift and, and drive, then the answer is, is, yeah, we need to tell it. But I think you're making a big mistake. Of course, you've already bought Why? the transmission. Well, because there is a 60% chance that this can be fixed without replacing the transmission. At I've least a 60%. Uh, well, I know. but um, I've, 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 I've taken it to a shop and I've tried that. I, I don't and, care. Um, I don't care. I don't okay. care. What part of town do you live in? West Valley. West Valley? West Valley. Um, why don't you call Alger at ANS Transmissions and just talk to him? Just talk to okay. him. The answer to your now, question I, is, I, is it will see, wait a minute. The answer to your question is, is there's no way in God's green earth that you got the, the transmission exactly like the one you took out of it. I mean, there's no way. Hopefully, it can be reprogrammed. Hopefully, we'll be successful in a transmission download. But if your has an extra gear that that other one doesn't, and it's because a, a 2,000, um, uh, whatever it is, a 2,000, or a, t- a 10 caravan <clears throat> split and the transmission's changed from 11 to 9, you're in big trouble. So all I'm saying to you is, is you took it to one shop and now you've jumped to replacing the transmission. I'm suggesting to you that you're, there's 60% chance you're wrong and they're wrong. I think it would be better if you got to, got to talk to somebody who knew those cars inside and out. That's why I'm sending you to Alger at ANS Transmissions. So I'm doing the best I can for you. All I'm saying is he'll talk to you. You can say, Mark Salem said to call you. Have your VIN number with you and give him your make and model. And also look at your production date on the sticker on your door. It'll say 10-10 or it'll say something like that. 9-10. And that's the. it was born in, in September of 10. So take that information and use that. Do that for yourself. Otherwise, um, the answer to your question is, is if it starts, runs, and moves, and all the gears are there, I don't think I'd reprogram anything. I think I'd just leave it alone. If there's a problem with that kind of problem, then you're going to have to. Then you're going to spend money having somebody download the software. And if it's successful, you're home free. And if it works, you're home free. But if they can't download, you still have to pay for the download. Or if they download and it still has the problem, you still got to pay for that. So there's some risk associated with that. Who's next? Uh, that would be Richard. Richard, good morning to you. Hi, Mark. I've got an one GMC Sierra with 250,000 miles on it, and the ABS and the brake lights come on and off intermittently. They're on more than they're off, but it's been that way for the last few months. The brakes seem to work fine. There's fluid in the uh, brakes brake uh, container. What do you think could be the wrong? Is the sensor bad or what? Okay. Um, the ABS light is yellow and the brake is red? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. The, the red means that that's serious. Um, yellow means mm-hmm. caution. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I think you're going in the wrong direction. I think we have a pressure problem 
And I think mm -hmm. that the computer sees that, and it sees it in the hydraulic portion of your brake. And as a result of that, the ABS is trying to control tire speed, and it can't because there's no pressure or there's substandard I pressure. See. So I would hang. Per, now, here, let me let me tell you what I do first, because that's the question you're asking me, Mark. What would you do first? Have you got a self-service car wash anywhere close to you? Oh uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Get up early tomorrow morning. Go over to the self-service car wash and kind of clear out a way where it's kind of straight. Now, all car car washes have slick concrete on them. I'm on, mm -hmm. I need that slick concrete. So you're going to drive through. Um, you're, don't go through any of the wet bays, but kind of position yourself. Nobody's there. Accelerate normally and then lock the brakes up hard as you can. Hit the brake pedal and get out and look at the skid marks. The back skid marks, well, the front skid marks could be should be a little short, the, shorter than the back ones, because mm -hmm. the nose drops, puts pressure on the fronts, mm -hmm. and the back end comes up. I want to see skids from all four wheels, and I want to see them even, left and right front are even, left mm -hmm. rear and right rear are right. even. <clears throat> that will help you because if you've got heavy skids on the front and no skids on the back, then we have a proportioning valve problem. We have a master cylinder problem. We have something like that. And I think the ABS is the symptom, but I think the problem is in the brake system, and that's why that light's red. That's great. Thank you very much. I appreciate right. it. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's really cool that we got that much information. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Who's next? That will be Vicky. Vicky, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Um, I have a problem with my 69C10. I had a 70C10 for, oh my gosh, over 20 years, and it started right up every every day because I drove it every day. The 69 has a six-cylinder. The 70 had, a, had an eight. The 69's got a one-pot carb. The 70 had a two. And, uh, man, I have to, I only drive it, well, mostly drive it on uh, Thursdays and uh weekends and man i have to crank and crank and crank to get it to start unless i've driven it within the previous couple hours okay. something i noticed during the cranking is right before it turns over good the the aftermarket radio lights up okay i'm not i'm that's not gonna i'm not going it's 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 in your best interest to wipe that off your chalkboard one has okay. nothing to do with the other. Absolutely nothing. Okay. But I do have an answer, but I'm not going to have time to give it to you. So here's what I want to do. When we come back, I'm going to ask you your starting procedure and give it to me quick. What do you do first? And I want you to start with, I get in. You better say number two, I buckle my seatbelt. <laughs> and then I put the key in, and then I do this, and then I do this, and then I do this. That's what I want to hear. And and when we get back from our break at the top of the hour, you and I are going to talk about this. So I want to have Gil put you on hold, and that's going to work. We have open lines now, 602-508-0960. We have five lines. Vicky's got one, so that means we have four open. 602-508-0960. I bet I can fix Vicky's car. Okay. I bet I, I know so. what's wrong with it. Okay. And it has nothing to do with Vicky, other than if her procedure's slightly wrong. Okay. But those old cars with those old um, uh, carburetors, she called the right guy. Yep. We yep. have a lot of old cars today yeah. that and, people and I've, are I've working on. I worked my butt off on those, too. Yep. So anyway, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. My name's Mark Salem. Sitting here next to me is my, my wife, Renee. And we've been working on cars for a very long time. We'll be back. 